Welcome to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Badass Direct Sales Mastery is a podcast for rock star direct sales moms who are determined to make their business kick ass. Jenny will share her knowledge of effective sales and recruiting techniques, tips to get what you want from your business, and will interview direct sales professionals and leaders from various companies. The interviews will give insight to how these rock stars got to where they are and where they plan to grow in the future. And now, the direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Welcome back to another episode of Badass Direct Sales Mastery. I'm your host, your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger, helping you whip your business into shape. And today I have with me Tim Hughes. Now, Tim Hughes is universally recognized as the world-leading pioneer and innovator of social selling. He is currently ranked number one by Analytica as the most influential social selling person in the world, y'all. Seriously, I'm so excited to talk to Tim today. He's also the co-founder and CEO of DLA Ignite and a co-author of the best-selling books, Social Selling, Techniques to Influence Buyers and Changemakers, and, oh, I love the title of this, Smarketing, (laughs) How to Achieve Competitive Advantage Through Blended Sales and Marketing. He also recently launched a second edition of Social Selling, which has been fully updated. All three books are published by Kogan Page. Tim, welcome to the show. Jenny, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to talk to you. Oh, I cannot wait to hear this. So how did you become the number one social selling leader in, in the, the world? world. Yeah. In the world. Um, I've been in sales for like 25 years. You know, I'm a salesperson. And I was probably in my 40s, which for some people makes me sound like I'm a thousand years old. But I, I decided that um, I didn't want to sell accounting systems anymore and I needed to do something else. And I got into this, this thing of social media, which at the time was in its infancy. Um, and I suddenly realized that there was this thing called social selling. I thought, right, I'm going to own it. And that's what I decided to do. Ah, okay. So you decided to do it. What products, what, what services were you selling socially? And, and how did you develop into this social seller? Well, I, back, in, back in 2014, I think I was on a Forbes list of number, and I was number 30 or something. So I decided that it was pointless being number 30. I needed to be number one. So in 20, 2015, I think it was, I was number two. And then 2016, I was number one, and I've been number one ever since. And the problem about being number two was everyone go, wow, that's really good. So who's number one? <laughs> and, 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 and of course, so it, I had to be number one. But the whole point of it is to, by being number one, it got me the book deal first book deal. Uh, and I've stayed with Kogan Page ever since. And just by putting myself out there and saying, it was kind of, I did what a kind of a Tony Robbins thing, which is rather than write my LinkedIn profile about what I do, I decided to write my LinkedIn profile about what I wanted to be. Mm. And all of a sudden, Matt, who was my co-author on the first book, basically found me, we had a coffee and, and I said, you know, we ought to write a book together. And he said, well, I've actually written five. I know those are people at Kogan Page. Within three months, we had a book deal. Oh wow! And all of those things, and and you know the that my, that book, first book on social selling that came out in 2016, it was the first book published on the subject, and and it, all those those things have fallen into place. And and really, it's 
I guess it's about the old, you know, the more you practice, the luckier you get. Those things fall, you know, as you as you work towards them, you get them. Ah, I love that. So as you've been developing into this position, what are the top social selling mistakes you see businesses, entrepreneurs making on social media? It's, it's a really good question, Jenny. The, the, the thing is, is that when sales started, and for me, it was back in like the 1980s, it was all based on interruption. Mm. So you cold called somebody, you pitched. And uh, you know, when email marketing came along in 1990s, again, you, what you did, you sent someone an email. It's all about interruption and pitching. And what happens is that people think that social media is about I interrupt you and I pitch because that's all they actually know. Unfortunately, it's social media and the, the, the clue is in the title. It's about media to being social. Mm. And, and, you know, we're all pissed off with people coming to us and either doing connect and pitch. And, and unfortunately, the ter- term social selling makes it sound like it's selling on social, but it's not. And we're stuck with the, t- with the title because it's kind of got known for it. Um, right. But, you know, we're bored of this connect and pitch and, and all the spam. We're bored of all the spam on email. We're bored of, you know, I, you know whenever anybody spams me an email, I just create a rule and it just goes in my waste paper basket. Um, I don't take cold calls on my phone. And, you know, you know what's going to happen if, if those things, you know, pe- you know, people will just try and sell you something you don't want. So, Right. Oh, well, and based on statistics I've seen, you know, only 3% of your potential client pool is ready to buy it at, at any given time, right? Yep. So that means 97% of the people that you're pitching, you're actually just pissing them off, <laughs> it sounds like, you know, they're being pitched when they don't want to be, right? Yes, and and there's a it's it's something like three or four percent, yeah. That the only that percentage of the people that are in the marketplace. But if we expand on that, only if in that three percent, only one percent will buy unless there's actually an existing relationship. Mm. Um, and the other thing about social media is that you don't forget that that other ninety-seven percent are going to be in market at some point. So right. if you're just focused on the three percent, it's a very competitive place to be because all your competitors are there. Therefore, probably. Well, the only thing that you have to as a unique is a, is your price. So you're being driven driven down on price. Social enables you to do the the cold outreach, and I can talk you through some of the figures that we're getting on that. But it also allows you to start building the relationships with the other ninety seven percent. And of course, with with cold calling, I mean, how often can you ring someone a day and ask them to to, to buy? Right. It- we, we can't. You know, it's. Whereas yeah. I post something on social media every day and I'm going, hello, here I am. Hello, mm-hmm. here I am next day. Yeah, hello, here I am. And the thing is, if you're not posting, you're invisible. Um, but you're able to post something. Look, here's an interesting article. Here's a piece of insight. Here's a report. Here's some. It, it, and then what happens is that people go, social selling. Yeah, there's some Tim views he's got. No hair and he's a thousand years old. He was on some podcast or something. We'll, we'll <laughs> give him a call. Okay. Right, exactly. And I I mean, I've even seen this with, I mean, with my own business, with the with the coaching business, you know, because I've been around, I've stuck around, I'm posting regularly, I'm sharing, you know, client wins all the time. And then eventually someone goes, well, I want that win. Mm. I want to do that, right? Um, mm. So as people are going through, and I'm sure now you've had to update because the the book social selling into the second edition because social media is constantly changing so yes. what are some of the new things that you talk about 
in the the updated edition of Social Selling? Good question. So the first book is 187 pages and the second edition is 306 pages. It's a lot. Oh, wow. And um, so a um, couple of things. One is some things were just out of date. And but other things was that we set our company up, DLA Ignite, in 2016. So we've been working with clients, just like you were saying then, you know, you work with clients, you get a win. Um, you've got a, an, a, you know, so there's, a, so there's an opportunity to say this happened or, and this happened. And and also I went out to to people who, practitioners who were doing it or at the moment, because often people seem to think that this is some sort of future state. Uh, whereas what I wanted to do was actually say, look, no, actually people have been doing this for years. And the fact that you're not doing it, you're missing out. So um, I got Mark Schaefer to do the forward. I've got contributions from uh, clients of ours, which is a drones company called Cyberhawk, uh, Telstra, Ring Central, Namos, which is an, an Oracle consulting company in the, here in the UK. Uh, I got Daniel Guzman, Anita Vasali, a uh, headhunter friend of mine, all giving their different views on on what they're doing right now, and 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 that also um, explained in the book out. So um, that, that was that's that's something that I wanted to do in terms of getting other people to to, to talk with their own voice rather than just right. Tim Hughes and this is the way it is. You know, I've got Chris Fleming, the CEO from Sunwalk, so well, this is how we implemented it, and this is the benefit that we're getting from it. Right. Absolutely. So what are some of the changes that you've seen happen or what what is the most influential change? Let's go with that one. The most influential change you've seen in social selling that has happened between the first and second edition. I think I think you know, t- take Cyberhawk, for example, is a great example where Chris Fleming, the, the CEO there, I mean, he's he's actually got the whole of the C-suite online. You know, this is. Oh. This is where, you know, most organizations said, what? what? Everybody? Yes, everybody. The CEO, the CIO, the CFO. And I, and I stand at conferences and I talk about this and say, well, you know, this is, this is modern business. This is, you know, we're working in a digital world. You know, there's 70% of the world's population active on social media, active being they're on social media for two hours, 24 minutes a day. And here we have a C-suite that realized that they need to do this. And it's not just about selling, though selling is important. Um, it's about visibility. It's about being invited in. You know, they Cyberhawk are a drones company that do drones on uh, oil rigs, platforms, pylons, and things okay. like that. And some of those companies are really difficult to get into. You know, like uh, Saudi Aramco, the uh, oil company of Saudi Arabia. You can't normally get into those companies, but they've been able to do it through social media. Mm. Um, and and you know they've built relationships, and so you know they've done things where they are they've been told that they're going to IPO faster and at a higher rate than by using social. They've been able to expand. They've actually doubled their workforce, and they've done that. And Chris puts it down. It's in the book down to the fact that they're on social media, and people go, you know, that looks really interesting. You, you know, if you get a drone and you you think you think about these big wind propeller things that go around. Right. What does a propeller like? So they drove a drone down it and, and filmed it, and they put that on social media. And, and that's where you start going, that looks like the company I want to work for. So they've actually had people going to them and wanting to work for them. So they're able to be the employer of choice in their marketplace. So there's all kind of these things that, that, we've, that we've seen involved where, and, and a lot of people will go, yeah, I know that. And, and our answer is, yeah, you may know it, but you're not doing it. <laughs> right. Right. And so in the implementation of all of this, 
where are you seeing the the most impact in uh, those who are doing social selling right? Well, we're seeing that a balance probably between sales and human resources. So if you go back 12 months where you couldn't get staff, we have one uh, client that stopped um, paying recruitment consultants and putting out recruitment ads because they just don't need to anymore. So the money that they're saving on that is immense because people are going, as I said earlier on, you know, that's a company I want to work for. That's really interesting. Yeah. Um, and the other side is, is the, 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 the way that people are now seeing it's a natural place to transact things. So uh, Namos Consulting, for example, they've done a $2.6 million deal over social. Now, I'm not mm. saying that you have to do the whole thing on social media. It's just that the person was, was on social, the buyer was on social media. They were looking to, for a solution to a problem. They found the salesperson and said, you look interesting. I think you could help me. There was in a conversation that went on between the two, and that turned into $2.6 million. And they took another half a million dollars out about six months later. So the fact of the matter is, is that people are doing significantly large deals purely by going through the process. You know, we train, we have our own methodology. Um, and by going through that methodology, they're able to be in a position to do that. So we're really pleased that well, we're really pleased that we're able to contribute to, to organizations like that. And we have multiple CEOs that say, you need to buy from these companies. Right. And this just hearing that, the, so the $3 million in deals, right, over the course of two deals, just makes me go, man, and all, all the people who are in direct sales, network marketing, they're sitting there going, I can't even sell a $100 face cream. I can't even sell a $10 bottle of oil, you know, and people are doing $2.6 million deals over social. So where would you say that the disconnect is between people who are doing, you know, let's say six and seven figure deals and people who can't even get two or three figure deals. <laughs> well, I, I think it's, I think some of it is down to, you know, we've built a methodology, which we've, we've, we've been now running for the last seven years. I mean, even though the, the, the first time that we, we ran it, which was at Thomson Reuters, someone got a uh, $1.2 million deal at uh, Microsoft. And that was when we were, it was like our first session that we ran. Um, and, um, and part of it is understanding buyer behavior and the psychology. Part of it is understanding and a realization that we're pissed off with certain things like the deluge of rubbish that people send. You know, everybody goes to market and says the same thing, which is buy my product because we're great. Um, mm. And the only differentiator that people have nowadays is your people because the, the buyer, even though they've, they've actually done their research. Now, you may say, right, I sell CRM systems. We've got a differential against all the other CRM systems. Yeah, but the, that differential is so small. The buyer can't see that, but mm. you you will you like Dave the salesman. You don't like Caroline from the other company, and ultimately, it's down to people by people. We have a definition for social selling, just so for people to to understand, because yeah. sometimes the people think it's to do with spamming people or stuff like that. So, for us, social selling, we're going to read it off the wall, which is why I'm not, I'm not going to look at the camera. That's okay. Um, using your presence and behavior on social media. To build influence, make connection, connections, grow relationships and trust, which lead to conversations and commercial interaction. One of the things that we're doing is that we're creating the ability to, for people to use social media to have conversations. When people get away from the fact that 
Social media is an ability for me to try and pitch at you, which pisses people off, and actually see it as a mechanism to have a conversation. Now, what you sell and what I sell requires us to have a conversation. So wouldn't it be great if we could have conversations at scale? Right. Uh, and so we, so th- this, this year, at the big 1st of January, we took a cult calling team and we trained them in social selling. We said, we're not going to send any, make any cult calls. You're not going to send any spam emails. You are going to just work. And we train them in our social selling methodology. They're now getting, and I'm just going to read it off the wall so I don't make a mistake. They're now getting a 9% response rate. So nine people in a hundred will basically say, I will take a meeting. Uh, and whenever you have a meeting, there needs to be a next action. And we are now getting a 33.6% conversion to next action. All of the SDRs get 10 meetings a week on average. One of them came to me and complained that he had 26. And he said, I don't have time to do the cold outreach because I've got so many meetings. Now, this is not a story that's being played out in lots of places in corporate America. But the fact of the matter is, anybody can come to us. They can see these figures. They can go through, look at the analytics. We're more than happy to share them with people. And, and now we're in this situation where there's this very clear view. Now, we're not saying that cold calling is dead. If you want to get one meeting a week, that is fine. But you need to understand that and you need to tell yeah. the, the, the leadership team that you, that's a decision you've made over getting 10 meetings a week per SDR. Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So the people who are listening to my show are direct sales, network marketing, and MLM moms generally. Sometimes we have some dads who are listening. What would you say or what would you recommend be a takeaway about what they can go put into action on social media starting right now? Okay. So there's three things that you need to do. The first thing you need is to have a buyer-centric profile. Remember, this isn't about you. This is about your buyer. I know that you've done all these amazing things, but actually it's about your buyer. And this thing about people by people actually is very, very true. Chris Fleming on his LinkedIn profile talks about the fact that he was expelled from school. Um, And uh, he's a CEO of a company and explains that being expelled from school and actually because he was smoking and throwing things at teachers actually enables him to be a better CEO. And, you know, so this is about your story. This is about who you are. So when I come to your LinkedIn profile, what I'm looking for is something that's going to make me curious. You know, there's 950 million people on LinkedIn. Your LinkedIn profile is your shop window. What are you going to get? What, what's going to make those 950 million people stop and go, that's interesting. That's a person that I think that can help me. That's a, you know, you know you're an expert at what you do. In all of the people, it doesn't matter what size of organization, they are experts in what they do. So this is about getting that buyer-centric bio, profile. Throw away the stuff about what your objectives are. We're not interested in your company, your products yet. Right. We're interested in getting that. The top of the funnel is about understanding you and who you are. There was some um, research recently that, uh, we, we did some research recently that shows that human posts, for example, get double the amounts of interaction. Remember, interaction is a, your ability to have a conversation, and we know conversations create sales. Right. The second thing that you need is a wide and varied network. LinkedIn allow you to connect to about 200 people a week. Use them. Don't go to them and pitch to them because they're not interested. It's right. just like a, you know, a, a stranger coming up to your bar and saying, will you marry me? It, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, you'd say, at least buy me a drink first, you know. 
And you know, this is about your connection. You're interested in them. Mm-hmm. Be interested in them. Ask them, and and we, you know, we teach people how to to, to do all this. Um, and um, the third thing you need is interesting content, insightful content. Tell people things that you don't, they don't know. You're the expert. Tell them that you know the top the, the top three things that I think are important in this market right now. Or you know, think about the business issues that you're. Um, uh, that your customers are facing. You explained earlier on, Jenny, we said, I put out my customer uh, testimonials or, or mm-hmm. and what you're doing is saying, here's the business issue, here's how I solved it, and, and call me. Right. Um, and, and that's it. When, when someone will go, that's the issue that I'm facing right now. So it's not about going out and saying, here's a brochure. There's actually some research that says that if you post brochures now on social media, you extend the sales cycle by 22%. Um, so this is per insight. So the three things you need: biocentric profile about it's about you, about how to be attractive to your buyers, a wide and varied network. Don't just connect to you know connect to the people that you're trying to influence. Okay, the people that you're trying to sell to, but don't pitch them. And the third thing you need is interesting, insightful comment, um, content because we know buyers are online looking for that uh, insights and that uh, content. No, absolutely. And it's it's so interesting that we're having this conversation right now because this morning when I woke up, I, you know, got up, had my cup of coffee, I'm scrolling through social media and I see an article about solar and how, you know, our local electric company is now buying power from homeowners who have solar. What's the first thing I did? I reached out to my friend who's a solar guy and said, hey. Do you have an article like this that I can share? Because I, w- I want to promote your business, yeah. but this is for someone else's business. Do you have some? He didn't have something like that. And I was like, oh, you need to get something like that because I can promote you better if you had this article and, on social. And, and yeah, social. People, are, people, you know, so people search, for t- t- search differently. One is that they will go to Google and, and do a search. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually what you're doing is it's, it's fact-based search. So what's the couple in Nigeria? the top 10 Italian restaurants in London. But the thing is, is that we know that it doesn't give us actually what we want in many cases. You go to Google and type in what's the best CRM system in the world. It won't tell you. Because all the CRM vendors will basically buy that search. Mm -hmm. What happens is that when we come to social media, we get a more of a nuanced search. So if if we go there and start saying, how can I sell? How can I? How can I get to the point where I sell electricity to the grid? Then you're likely to get more likely to get an answer. You also coming to have coming people coming to social media with not necessarily knowing what question to ask, so they'll be doing discovery, mm-hmm. and then they may think that's interesting. I never thought about that. Just like you just did, right? Oh, wow, I never thought you. Oh yeah, why why can't we sell? You know, my parents used to sell um, their. Um, uh, electricity to the to the grid, and and so you know that these the, this this can happen. But yes, right. you you need to have. See if if you don't have the content, you're invisible. Right, exactly, and and you know that right there, you know, light bulb moment for me <laughs> is it's just got me thinking. Okay, what con what other content am I putting out there? What else could I be putting out there to attract in the right people and again, also help my referral partners be able to refer me. Because if I have content that they can share, you know, a lot of my conversation starters is not necessarily something that they're going to share because it's just a conversation starter. But the 
you know, getting some information out there about direct sales or about, you know, recruiting or something already, it's got me thinking. And and that's one of those things is about is is about understanding your the key words where people are going to to find you. I was doing a brainstorm with one of our clients this morning. It's the part of our third module where you actually get them because they say, you say, you know, what do you want to be famous for? And they say cybersecurity. Okay, I said, okay, let's go to Google and put in cybersecurity. How many people have, you know, you can't buy that search. So you need to be thinking about, and, and, and what is it that people are actually searching for? We had a phone call one day by, from, from a uh, partner company of ours said, uh, we've got a, uh, um, somebody who wants to buy your services. But they couldn't find you on um, on LinkedIn. Well, what were they searching for? And they said they were searching for programmatic social selling. And we said, well, we do programmatic social selling. They said, yeah, but they can't find you. And when you go to when, when we went to Google, no, you couldn't find us. So what we did is that we put out content that started saying, we, you know, uh, if you're interested in programmatic social selling, then you know, and 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 to, to actually get the, the the SEO. So you need to be thinking about when you're creating the content, the keywords and the key phrases that people are going to be searching for. So at that point, I mean, you don't, you don't need to try and scam Google by, having, um, uh, by using SEO services. If you're writing content and you're writing Google content, right. Google knows that and we'll put you on page one. Within, I think we got, within a week, we got into to page one about programmatic social selling. I don't know what it's like now. I haven't tried, but um, um, you know, at that time, we decided that, to do that and, and, and got onto page one. Ah, see, and I I think that's really important because a lot of the people who are listening don't necessarily have their own website and they can't create their own content on the site that they have access to. So, you know, social media and putting that content out there. Now that is searchable by Google. And I... Yeah, so so LinkedIn is loved by Google because it's full of content. You know, if you think about what Google is about, Google is about... Uh, presenting the, the the piece of content that that matches the the search, LinkedIn is a trusted place because very few people. But I'm, I'm not. I don't think I've ever seen a spam article. People are there. They're authentic and they're putting stuff up. So it's a great platform for putting up their own um, uh, content, which is then indexed by Google. And because it's a trusted place, Google, it, you, you're more likely to get on on um, on page one of. Um, of uh, Google, actually, probably from being on LinkedIn, than paying lots of money to have a website and trying to be a trusted position mm-hmm. on um, on on the web. That is so good to know, because <laughs> you know the idea of trying to get you know on Google's first page can seem quite daunting to somebody who's brand spanking new to to business. So we we stopped we stopped blogging on our we used to do a blog on our website and we stopped doing it. We put all we so we we put all of our content. On social media, we stopped doing it on on the web because it's just too time consuming and costly. Right. Trying to turn your website into a trusted, and the thing about Google is, if for some reason or other they take it away, you don't know. Whereas right. if you're on LinkedIn, it is already a trusted site as far as they're concerned. And you know, I do I put all of my stuff out as articles on LinkedIn, so therefore I know it's it's there forever. And, and it's being indexed by Google because at the end of the day, I want that. I'm, I, I have a short and a long game, and the long game is to make sure that there is this wealth and, and library of content when any, anybody uh, Googles social selling that I should be on page one in some shape or form. Mm. That is so good. So now the new edition of social selling is 
is it already out or we're yeah, in it came print? Out in, um, it came out in November last year. And, oh, fantastic. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of it and really pleased. Good. And so it's called Social Selling Techniques to Influence Buyers and Change Makers. Yes. And, and it's it is- a second edition, which is the yellow cover. Fantastic. So people can find this on Amazon. It's on on Google. Not Google. It's on Amazon Worldwide. Okay. Fantastic. So good. So anybody who's like, okay, I want more of this. I want to know how to do this right. I want to get it going. How do I create it? And the book is all about, I I want it to be, it's it's designed to be practical. You should be walking away from it saying, I've learned something new. It's not about my journey or anything self-indulgent like that. It's about practical steps that you can take. And and I, I love it that because I get people posting pictures. I had one this week saying it's probably the best book, on, best book on sales I've read and this sort of stuff. And it's just so nice to think that I've put something together. And I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be, um, okay, I'm a modest person. I'm a British right. Brit. I'm, I'm modest. <laughs> and, and I'm just so proud that, it, that people think this. Because at the end of the day, right. it's about them, not really about me. Right. Absolutely. And I, I certainly, I I love the idea of putting something out because yes, I love, I'm very much the same way when I'm putting out some of the content that I put out. It's stuff that people can use right away. It's, it's absolutely, you know, oh, here's something that I can do with this information now. Here's the next step I can take. And by having that book out there, which is great. So we're going to link to the book in the show notes. So if anybody wants to go get the book, just go into the show notes. If they want to connect with you directly, Tim, how would you like them to connect with you? Uh, the best place to get me is on LinkedIn. So I'm Timothy Hughes or Tim Hughes on LinkedIn. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they should find me there. And if they send me a connection request, if you could write that you, you, you saw me on this show, because mm-hmm. I get all kinds of people spamming me and sending me trying to sell me rubbish and and if you can just say that i saw you on jenny b's show and and yeah no absolutely and i thought you were rubbish but i'll connect to you (laughs) that's fantastic so of course as my my badass crew knows we have your linkedin link in the show notes as well uh if this is somebody's first time listening to the show and they're you're wondering what our show notes click on today's episode on the phone Scroll below Tim's picture and you will see all of the links to the Amazon book, to his LinkedIn, so you can connect with Tim and make sure to let him know that you heard him on Badass Direct Sales Mastery with Coach Jenny B. So that way he knows to go ahead and connect with you that you're not just another rubbish person trying to sell him something, but you you want to thank him for all of yes. this fantastic information. Tim, this has been brilliant. I'm going to go get the book myself. <laughs> thank, thank you, Jenny. That's really generous of you. Thank you. No, I absolutely want this information because I know it's something that my my clients are asking me. And, you know, how can I answer them if I don't have the the right information? So you're you're the number one person to in social selling. So I should definitely make sure that I'm learning from the best. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely, Tim. And Badass Crew, you know how this goes. Stay tuned because there's another Badass episode on its way. Thanks for listening to the Badass Direct Sales Mastery Podcast with your direct sales dom, Jenny Bellinger. Why are you waiting to go to badassdirectsalesmastery.com? Don't make the dom get her whip. 
If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to share it with another rock star that you know in direct sales after you subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any future episodes. You can also check out the show notes for links and any contact information mentioned in today's episode. We'll see you next time.